You've been up and down like a wild roller coaster ride, or have you been sitting in cash paralysis by analysis? You're not sure what to do. We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, tie it to your goals, but protect it so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you high cost, tax inefficient products, whether it's an annuity, mutual fund, brokerage product, structured product. We do a deep dive of every investment you own. We show you where all the hidden costs are, how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. You get our full tax playbook. You get our full tax playbook to make sure that you're optimizing for taxes. We have five slots left if you saved over a million dollars for your retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team will help you to create your own total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about myself and Bob and our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E, simply go to bbullish.com. That's bbullish.com. You can check out more about our firm, what we do at Payne Capital. Stay tuned. We got more, more money coming your way. W-A-B-C. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of James, markets fell for the third straight week with its worst weekly performance since March. The S&P 500 fell 2.9%. The technology-heavy NASDAQ composite dropped 3.6%, while the blue-chip Dow slid 1.9% on the week. Bond yields rose after hawkish comments from the Federal Reserve, who forecasted one more rate hike for 2023. The benchmark 10-year Treasury yield popped to its highest level since 2007. Markets also sold off among concerns around a potential government shutdown next week, although all past shutdowns had little or no impact on the economy. So what really happened over the past three weeks while I was away on vacation? Well, there are simply more sellers than buyers in the financial markets. But that's how markets work. They spend all their time climbing a wall of worry, and another interest rate raised by the Fed and a potential government shutdown is just one more brick in that wall. Remember, concerns are not certainties, and pullbacks or corrections are always temporary. It's surprising, actually, that investors sell simply because the price of their security goes down or because a Federal Reserve official utters a negative comment. The financial markets represent real companies, and real companies are slaves to earnings, and their values depend on profits. And earnings are growing, and more importantly, forward earnings estimates have just risen to a record high for 2023. More importantly, more importantly, the forward earnings estimates for 2024 and 2025 are actually substantially higher. Now, the market action this week reminded me of the real estate market pre-COVID, you know, when nothing was moving and prices were stagnant. People who lost patience and sold those homes had to sit back and watch those very same properties double and sometimes double again over the next few years. You know, the Dow's trading at 34000 
And based on 2025 earnings estimates, with the market trading at the very same valuation as it is today, the Dow could very well be at 43,000. Just a gentle reminder that all dips are temporary, every wall of worry is scaled, and new highs are inevitable. Hey, my son Ryan and I, we have 75 years combined industry experience in building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation of your portfolio, all you need to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist back at Payne Capital Management. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy, he's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. I am I'm uh, pleased to uh, introduce two guests that are going to give us a little update about the finances of the country and uh, a little bit about politics. Uh, I have John Fund. You all know John Fund, who was a longtime editor at the Wall Street Journal. He is now with National Review. He's also a senior fellow uh, at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and he helps me write the daily hotline. And by the way, I hope everybody is getting that. It is free. It costs you nothing. It is absolutely free. Just sign up for it, uh, and um, we will send it to you five mornings a week. We'll email it to you. Uh, right. go to but I was com- told there was nothing. There is no free lunch. Yeah, well, this is the free lunch. By the way, that is John Caldera, who so rudely interrupted me there. John is a good friend. And by the way, I am using his studio here in Denver, Colorado. John runs the Independence Institute, was the state conservative think tank in the state of Colorado. And boy, does Colorado need that. And uh, John is also um, a columnist here. And the reason I'm having John on the show, by the way, is that he is the one who gave me the $10 billion Zimbabwe bill. And so he bribed me, folks. He bribed me to get on the show and, with us $10 billion in And you're worth every dollar of it. And he was telling me something I thought was pretty funny is that this is a counterproof um, – uh, it's, it's got the security yeah, code. It's got yeah. the ribbon through it. It's got the, the embossed. Yeah, the, the question it's we were asking is why would anybody counterfeit <laughs> <a> Zimbabwe <laughs> bill? So anyway, we're going to have some fun today. John Fun, thanks for joining. Uh, hey, can I jump in while I got both of you? Yeah. The newsletter from the Committee mm-hmm. to Unleash Prosperity is my must-read wow. newsletter every day. Awesome. And we all get flooded with newsletters, and the uh, your email box is always full. Um, the, what you guys do with that one email note is the one thing I read every day. So it's a must-read. Committee to Unleash Prosperity dot com. And by the way, for saying that, I'm going to give you this ten billion dollars <laughs> Zimbabwe <laughs> currency back. Okay, John Funder, are you with us? A pleasure. Yes. Hey, John. Good to be with you. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, I want to. We're going to kind of do a speed. Uh, show today with you guys. I'm going to rapid fire you with questions, and I did not 
Uh, I did not prepare these guys, so um, this is all spur of the moment. But, John Fund, I'm going to start with you. We have a $2 trillion budget deficit. Uh, there is going to likely be some kind of a shutdown of the government. The left says there's nothing we can cut out of the budget, and if we try to cut anything out of the budget, that uh, kittens will die. And uh, I think the latest thing is that uh, nobody's going to get me- the senior citizens aren't going to get Meals on Wheels, and child care programs around the country will be shut down. And by the way, the air traffic control system will be shut down, so planes will fall out of the sky. So, John, how do we cut this budget? What are, what are your ideas about how we get this budget under control? Well, first of all, we have this budget problem because of massive mismanagement of the federal government. That's for sure. Why would you trust the people who have mismanaged (laughs) the federal government to close anything that would actually expose their mismanagement? Mm -hmm. They obviously do the Mount Rushmore strategy. The Mount Rushmore strategy (laughs) is you close the most visible and needed services first, so you hurt people. So these same people who say they care about people and want to keep services going are going to close the services that people depend on the most, want the most. And by the way, John, not to interrupt, but that's exactly what the White House said in their bulletin that they put out on Thursday, which is, oh, my gosh, all the most vital. By the way, these are non-essential services that we're talking about. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year on non-essential services. So what, what, do we, what would you like to see cut, John? Or what could well, we cut? I think, look, that, that would be an argument that would take forever. I like, I like the Ron Johnson idea. What's that? Uh, well, you cut 1% off the top of everything. Yeah, I love that. Everybody Only 1%? Can we go for 5 or 10? Everyone John Caldera thinks one. we can cut more than 1%. <laughs> We're talking about short-term. We're okay. talking about something that's easily explainable <laughs> right. to people. And the 1% would give us the arguments yep. for the second 1% and then the third and then the fourth. Okay. Let me turn to John Caldera. Good answer, John. Um, and by the way, John, when I come back to you, I'm going to ask you what how you see this plays out and are we going to have a government shutdown. Um, but John Caldera, you are not a, a beltway creature, right? You're as far. No, I, I actually have a life. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> so you're we, not. We've all, we've all had buddies. What do we? we cut? We've all had buddies who who rack up their credit cards, and at some point it blows up. And these little games outside the Beltway, we get so tired of them. The mm-hmm. shutdown, the shutdown. We don't understand it outside the Beltway. Does anybody care? Nobody cares. Right. What I know is at some point this blows up. Does yeah. it blow up when I'm alive? Does it blow up after I'm dead? I don't know. But it blows up, and sooner or later you have to address entitlements. Mm-hmm. At some point we have to stop giving people money for not working. Mm-hmm. So at some point these non-essential things don't matter. Mm -hmm. It is welfare, Medicaid, Social Security. It is Obamacare. It is these programs that need to be looked at. Those are the programs that need to be put back into appropriations. So, John Caldera, you are here in a green state called uh, Colorado, or it seems like the environment. No, it is a, the it's a blue state. <laughs> a blue, blue state that is run by the Greens. And so it is, uh, it is all into the climate change um, cult. So, uh, but we're spending $380 billion, this is one of my pet peeves, $380 billion on a green energy slush fund out of the White House. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. It's run by John Podesta. Couldn't we live without that? We would love to live without that. (laughs) We would love to live without that. 
Out here in the States, we have become addicted to free money. Mm-hmm. It comes from Washington. It drops into the coffers of states like Colorado, and we've become addicted to it. So free money is very addictive. Please cut it off because, like meth, we just get addicted. And when it stops, we have withdrawal. John Fund, uh, you've been in this business I think even longer than I have, which is a long, long time. So you've probably lived through – there have been something like in the last 40 years, there's something been like 20 government shutdowns. So we've been to this movie before. And I think I count 20 out of 20 that the media every single year <laughs> blames the Republicans on the shutdown. So how do Republicans move forward? Are they going to get blamed? Will there be a shutdown? What is your prognosis? Well, well, Steve, if you go to a movie 20 times and you get burned, you know, the end is stop making sequels, <laughs> right? It's time to stop making sequels. Okay. Again, I refer back to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Let's have a provision that if there is no working legal budget at the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th, yep. spending continues at the level of the previous year, which given inflation is between two and five percent lower than the previous year. And I can guarantee you that somebody will cut enough spending to satisfy enough congressmen that they will pass a budget. So because nobody wants a budget from last year because that's two to five percent. But there will be. I mean, I I agree with you. By the way, I would like to see a five percent cut or 10 percent cut, not just one percent. But we have the the uh, fiscal year starts on. October 1st. So that gives us, what, 10 days to get this thing resolved. And it doesn't seem like they're anywhere close to being resolved, John. You know, again, we've been to this movie 20 times. <laughs> right. It'll be resolved before the about the 7th or 8th of October, because members of Congress do not like to hear questions from their district about what's going on. They'll find a way to deal with it. But it won't stop the avalanche of debt and overspending and pork barrel out of Washington. So we have to have a more systematic, systemic solution. So, John Caldera, you are on the show because you're a non-swamp creature. Uh, John Fund and I are both swamp creatures. <laughs> so, and I like you anyway. <laughs> so uh, outside the Beltway, uh, you think people would go crazy if there were a government shutdown? Or No. We don't care. We've seen the movie 20 times, as my friend Mr. Fun says. What I always wonder about is is the core functions of government. I was taught on Article 1, Section 8, there there are only these things that that government can do, Mm -hmm. and these are the things that government should do. So whenever they spend money, I would like to know which function of government they're spending money on. And it would be interesting to say, well, this money goes for this purpose. That money goes for the for roads. This money goes for defense. This money goes for this. I would like, uh, as they've done this in Washington State under a governor, I forget his name, when they said, all right, these are the core functions, and if your budget isn't in this core function, we're not funding it. So, John uh, Caldera, do you think we need a Department of Education in Washington? Does no. that help your schools in Colorado? It helps our schools increase the administrative state right, right, exactly. because we have to fill out many, many forms right. and many more forms right. and send people there. No, it, we could ax that. This was a, I remember when it was, when it was created under Carter yeah. and every Republican says we are going to end that department yeah, yet. It is still there. By the way, Jimmy Carter, very famously when he created that agency in 79 said, uh, you know, we're doing this for the unions, the teachers unions and the teachers unions used to boast. We're the only special interest group in Washington that has our own cabinet agency. So John, what about department of energy? Do we need that? 
John Fon? Uh, well, yes, actually we do, because about two-thirds of the Department of Energy actually handles our nuclear weapons. Right. Our well, what, the, I'm in, talking about in, the green crop, the uh, windmill subsidies and the uh, battery subsidies and, well, and those actually, kinds of things. You know, most of the bureau, even most of the professional bureaucrats, the Department of Energy, don't think a lot of that stuff works. Yeah. But they weren't listened to by Congress, because this is not about energy. It's about pork barrel and about bribing people in rural communities that the federal government will finally, you know, send money their way, the way they send money to the big cities. So yeah. this is spreading out the pork barrel across the entire country. So uh, the big issue, John Caldera, for Republicans is they don't want to cut anything out of the military budget. I'm more kind of libertarian leaning. I think there's a lot of waste in the military budget as well. By the way, you spend tens and tens of billions of dollars in the in the Pentagon budget, you may not be aware of this, on green energy programs. Did you you know we're gonna have tanks with solar panels <laughs> on them. So we, can, we we will only be able to fight a war when the wind blows. <laughs> let, let me let me suggest that Washington should look to the states. Here in yeah. Colorado, as with most Wait, states hold on, hold on, hold on. So did the states create the federal government or did the federal government create the states? Oh, you know the I, answer to that <laughs> I one. know, but I think in Washington, nobody no, knows the answer to that. They think they are their epicenter of the country. Here in Colorado and most states, <laughs> we have a balanced budget amendment. Right, right. We want to solve the problem. We need a balanced budget amendment in Washington. The Independence Institute, and go to our website, thinkfreedom.org, thinkfreedom.org. We have a um, constitutional center. There is something called an Article 5 mm-hmm. um, center. The Article 5 of, of the U.S. Constitution allows for the states to call for a mm-hmm. specific constitutional uh, provision. The states can call for a balanced budget amendment. We have – states have called for constitutional changes, and when we get close, Congress usually jumps the gun and then proposes it. So the, the states can push for such a constitutional amendment for a balanced budget – we need to do this. Just like every other state, the government needs to live within its budget. And with interest that. rates going up, That's we so have to. pie in the sky, John Caldera. It is not, my friend. It is not. <laughs> I'm only teasing. Uh, last question. We've got two minutes left, and I want to ask you both. Uh, this is a little bit off subject, but um, John Fund, I'll start with you. Um, the rumor is that uh, Donald J. Trump will join the picket line with the UAW strikers. Is that uh, smart, or how do you see that playing out? Well, first of all, it spooked the White House. Yeah. Um, that that <laughs> announcement that Trump was going to go to the picket line prompted yep. the UAW to issue a formal invitation to Joe Biden to join the <laughs> picket line. So Trump, I think, is going to be there on the 27th, but Biden is going to be there, I think, a couple days earlier, oh, oh, really? okay. because he's, he will not let Donald Trump get, it, get between him and his union members. Uh, I, I think it's all theatrics, and I don't think Biden can... By the way, can Biden actually walk the picket line without getting lost? <laughs> yeah. So, John uh, Caldera, um, the uh, one of the things that's interesting about what's going on politically in America is that Trump really is, whether you love him or hate him, He's really become the kind of candidate of blue-collar America, and I wonder what you think about why that is. It's funny how the parties have changed. Reagan was able to do that, but Reagan brought people together. Mm -hmm. Trump seems to do that by dividing people. Mm -hmm. That's my worry. And if if Trump had the ability to bring people together, he would easily be able to win another, perhaps the third election, feel about elections. Um, he has. He speaks for people who are angry 
and he does so in a way that most There's a lot of angry people, people in this country. There's 70%. a lot of angry people. All right, we got to take a break. That was John Caldera of the Independence Institute. John, thanks so much for hosting me in your great to, studio. It is great to have you and over. John Fun, thanks for joining. Um, when we come back, I will take your calls. How do we cut this gargantuan $6 trillion budget? Uh, 1-800-848-9222 is the More Money Hotline. 1-800-848-9222. We'll be right back. W-A-B-C. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. I hope you're having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. I know the the uh, weather is lousy, so that's all the more reason to listen to the More Money Show. We're on every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. and honored that my good friend John Katsimatidis, who is uh, the owner and really turned around this radio station, uh, just really an honor to be uh, able to host this show. So we're going to get to the lightning round right now. I promised that I would take your calls. How do we cut this budget? Do we need to cut it? Can we live with, uh, you know, a a $33 trillion national debt? And we're going to start with, I believe, Richie is our first caller. Uh, Good day, Steve. Um, We actually do not know the true financial position of the federal government because the federal government does not have, at least not for public consumption, a capital assets budget or a capital not. assets accounting program. They do not. You're right about that. And they don't. They also now look. They have assets. The government has a lot of assets, but it also has a lot of liabilities that it doesn't take into account. Really good point, Richie. Um, you're exactly right. The, if if they did the accounting, folks. Uh, for a small business or a corporation, the way the government cooks the books, we would put these people in jail. Okay, let's go to Maryland. Hi. Um, I wanted to address what you were talking about on Fetterman. Yeah. On yeah. What do you, what do you think about Fetterman? I'm just embarrassed by the guy. What do you think? What do I think? I think he's focusing on a, a different generation. Yep. If you look at, at everyone that's on social media, whether it's YouTube yep. or whatever, yep. Yep. that's that's what they're... They like him? That's, that's, the way, that's the way they're dressed. Everything is dressed down. Everything is very untraditional and not only that i think that they're looking to destroy everything that has a tradition in the united states whether it's family yeah whatever you know i'm not against maryland irreverence i can be irreverent myself but there's a time for in place for it and i just think that we need some decorum in the united states congress don't you i do but i i believe that's just part of the the goal to de- to yeah, destroy I think you're everything. Right. I think you're right. Good call, Marilyn. Who do we have next, Mr. Producer? We have Joan from Manhattan. Joan, thanks for calling. Hi, yes. Whenever I hear a discussion like this, my thoughts go to uh, Europe. And how do we compare to comparable wealthy countries in Europe in terms of the deficit and in terms of other things? Yeah. Uh, and in Europe, one would expect they would have huge deficits because they provide such wonderful benefits for people. They have free or near-free university education. They have subsidized daycare. Of course, they all have national health insurance. They have unemployment insurance that doesn't run out after six months. They have paid vacations. Everybody gets six weeks paid vacation. They have wonderful benefits. Yes, but you know what? Look, I have to interrupt you there because it is true they have all these free government benefits, but you know the... uh, 
just 25 years ago, Europe and the United States had roughly the same size economy on a per capita basis. We're now about 50% larger than they are. Europe is a terrible, terrible model for the United States. They get poorer and poorer and more economically irrelevant every year. The Wall Street Journal just had a very good story on that. But uh, I hear what you're saying. But if you want the government to give everything you, that you want, they're going to take everything you got. All right. Who do we have for our next caller, Mr. Producer? We've got Joe from New Jersey. Joe from New Jersey. You're on, Joe. You there, Joe? Just not. Oh, there you are. Joe, you got something for us? All right, let's we skip. got uh, Ted let's from skip. New Jersey. Who's that? Yeah, how are you doing, Steve? Fantastic. Steve. What do we cut out of this budget? We have to t- we have to attack the whale that we have here, and that you know, it's the third rail: Social Security and Medicare. Yep. The what, only what do reason. We do? What do we the do? Only about re- it? Okay. The only reason millions of baby boomers are going to have an estate to pass to their children is the fact that they use Social Security and Medicare. Yeah. 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 Well, but, you know, on the other hand, look, I agree with you on Medicare. Medicare has got to be con- – we have to control health care costs. But, you know, if someone – how old are you, sir? I am uh, mid-60s. Okay, so you're about my age. I'm 63. If you and I, from the time we started working 40 years ago, could have put that money into a 401K account, we would be getting a benefit. The average benefit, monthly benefit for Social Security, is a measly $1,700 a month. We'd be get, receiving $17,000 a month if the Social Security system would just let people put their money into a 401K plan and let the power of compound interest work. we got time for one or two more quick uh, callers. Mr. Producer, who is next? We have Stu from Brooklyn. Steve from Brooklyn. It's Stu, but I'll forgive you. Uh, Steve, Stu, I'm sorry. Years, <laughs> Go ahead. The last hundred years, every war we've ever been in required tactically to take out the other side's supply of energy so that they were immobilized. Yep. And the Ukraine war, very simply. Russia is vulnerable. Take out their oil. Take out the yes. uh, pipeline bringing energy to uh, China which breaks uh, Putin's Chinese cash register. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know what? Uh, This is one of my pet peeves. I really believe if Trump had still been president that Russia and uh, and Putin would not have gone into Ukraine. Uh, and the second thing is that if you want to hurt Ukraine, look, I don't want to spend billions and billions and billions of money that we have to print and send to Ukraine. The way that we help uh, the Ukrainians is by producing more oil and gas here in the United States, which would hurt Russia. Russia is financing its entire immoral uh, war against Ukraine with petrodollars. We could take those petrodollars away from them if we had a sane energy policy drill for our own energy. I think, Mr. Producer, we might be able to squeeze one more in if we have one. We've got Gina from New Jersey. Gina, the clock is ticking. Thanks for calling. What do we cut? 
Well, we we hire a person that does administration management yes. because yes. the ins- inspector general yes. uh, reports are never there's there's programs that are dead already that yes. they have people there but there's nothing working yes. anymore so that needs to be done yes. and the only one that's going to do it is somebody like uh, citizens against government waste yep. if they could be in that position the other thing is to get rid of the debt sell a loan program sell the mm-hmm. student loan sell uh freddie and Fanny, yeah. yep. sell all those things off, sell the post office off, and use that money to cut the debt. That Boy, debt you are so you are so right. You are so smart. I, I that's why I love taking calls from you, folks. You are so smart. There's so much common sense among common sense Americans. Why can't we have more common sense in Washington D.C.? Why don't our politicians, starting at the White House, have a little dose of common sense? We can solve this problem. We can make America great again. Uh, and we have got to get this government under control.